It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. I'm going to react to, to some Tommy Shepard quotes from his presser yesterday in his exit interview. He talked about the point guard position. He talked about the team's identity. And he also talked about his relationship with Bradley Bill and him possibly coming back to the Washington Wizards. And there's also a Bleacher Report mock trade of a trade of John Wall coming to the Wizards. I'm going to react to that mock trade towards the end of the show and uh, talk a little bit about the play-in and the lottery odds. Let's get to it. You are locked on. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so I just want you guys to bear with me in this episode. I'm going to do a lot of reading and reacting to Tommy Shepard quotes from his press conference. Uh, I do want to get into what he said about the team's identity. So he was asked what he thought about the team's identity this year, and uh, Tommy Shepard Basically, he said he wants the team to be an exciting, up-tempo, defensive-minded team. So you you look at the numbers from this past season, and they basically were the opposite of what he said. But this is a goal. This is what he looks at his team identity to be or what he wants it to be going into next season. So this is something that he can look at where they can improve. They were ranked 21st in defensive rating, um, points in the paint. Uh, in the restricted area, field goal percentage allowed. They're ranked 28th, giving up 68% of field goals made in the restricted area, in the paint area. And they also were ranked 28th in 19.8 field goals attempted against them in the paint as well. Um, also, they were second to last in fast break points. So they were not an up-tempo team. I do think in the second half of the year, they did try to push the pace a little bit. Um, they let Denny push. They let Tomas push. Ish, Ish got to push the ball up the court. So I do think that they did try to change uh, some of that and push and to be a more up-tempo team. Now, defensively, they were still turnstiles defensively. Josh Hart had 44 points one game. Christian Wood it hit eight threes in one game. Uh, Steph Curry went for 40 in one game. So still towards the latter part of the season, they did not have great defensive showings. Um, but there were some games that were just very inconsistent towards the end of the year. And then, of course, the 10-3 and start, they had a great start defensively. And then that tailed off and um, it, it just went downhill from there. So, um, but that's something that they can definitely try to bring in some three and D guys. I know Tommy Shepard did say that he's looking for more defensive minded guys. So we'll say, see if they can definitely improve and reach that team identity. So I do want to move to the point guard position because it's a very coveted position for the Washington Wizards. That's what everybody's going to be talking about this year basically like the quarterback position. They're looking for that quarterback. They're looking for a floor general. This is what Tommy Shepard 
said when he's looking for a point guard. So this is a quote from him um, talking about the point guard position. He says, I think in talking about the point guard position today, he says, I think they may even try to change the position called points guard to the points guard position. A lot of guards now are just looking to score first. I'm traditional. I like point guards that really set the offense, really try to get everybody involved and move the ball because you see the results. I think we need somebody who's going to be a pass first point guard. I think we need to see somebody that'll be able to contain the dribble on the defensive end and help us keep people out of the paint. Those are probably some of the prerequisites we're going to be looking for. You have the draft, you have free agency, you have trades, you can claim people off waivers. There are certain ways you can build your roster. We're going to exhaust every avenue to help ourselves with that position. So I would just say be prepared for anything to happen at that point guard position. I do not see it coming from the draft. I did listen to Tommy Shepard in an interview on Team 980. He was on um, the Chris Russell and Pete Medhurst show on Team 980. He said most likely the starting position will not be coming from the draft. I know some of the point guards that are available, like Ty Ty Washington, Kennedy Chandler. Personally, I would not throw those guys out there to start either. Um, and maybe, you know, I don't know if he's – of course he's talking about Spencer Dinwiddie, talking about, you know, him being a points guard. And Spencer Dinwiddie just was not – he's not a point guard. He's a combo guard. That's what he is. He's he's at best being a six-man. So Tommy made a mistake there with the evaluation, bringing in Spencer Dinwiddie to be a point guard and to be a pass-first point guard. If that's what he thought Spencer Dinwiddie was going to be, then, yes, Tommy Shepard did – him and Bradley, but Bradley Bill wanted Spencer Dinwiddie to come in as well and be that point guard position to play alongside – you know, him himself. So both together, they, they definitely botched that, that um, acquisition there, that, that signing. And now they're looking for a pass first guy. Tomas did a solid job of being a pass first point guard. I thought ish at times in the second half of the year. Um, he actually talked about Tomas as well. He said, Tomas Sadaransky did a great job this season. He played at a really, really good level and that he, that would be the right fit. Probably something like his mold, like a pass first point guard. That's what he's looking for. Um, there's another quote about the point guard position as well. Um, ideally, you have a guy. This is quote quoted here. Ideally, you have a guy who can keep us organized, who can defend his position, obviously make a shot when the ball finds him. But I don't think you need a guy that's tasked with having to orchestrate everything, he said Tuesday. I think that's a lot to ask for. Those guys don't exist. There's not, I don't think, five to ten names left when you look at a point guard, look at the true essence of a point guard. I think they're hybrid guys and they're players. You try to find the best talent, the best complimentary complimentary player for this group. So essentially as well that I interpret from this is that it doesn't have to be a big name guy. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, I know the four names that Chris Miller put out there, four or five point guard names, you know, DeJounte Murray or uh, Malcolm Brogdon, um, trying to think who else was available that he put out there. He put John Wall's name in there as well. Um, it could be a point guard by committee next year. could be somebody like a Tyus Jones, you know, so you, you got to be prepared for, you know, acquisition like that. Somebody who can just run and initiate an offense. You see when Brad Wanamaker was there, he just initiated the offense, you know, next to Bradley. Bill. I think the best fit for Bradley Bill is a pass first point guard. And that's what John Wall was a couple years ago. You know, he'd bring the ball up. He'd run the ball up, going up a nine, nine, almost 90 miles an hour. He would get the offense going, and Bradley Bill was at his best next to John Wall. Bradley Bill was at his best in 2020. He had his best season statistically was All-NBA when Russell Westbrook was bringing the ball up and, and finding Bradley Bill for open spots as well. Um, so he is looking for somebody to come in and initiate the offense for Chris S. Porzingis, get Porzingis involved, get Kuzma his shots, get gas set up for alley-oops. He's looking for a pass for a point guard, but somebody who is also a threat 
to shoot and knock down the three-pointer or a wide-open jumper as well. So it, it is going to be interesting to see what they do at the point guard position. Um, but I do want to get to some other quotes here. And we do I do want to get to how he talks about Bradley Bill later on as well and his relationship and him leaning towards the Washington Wizards. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so... Let's get to some more quotes from Tommy Shepard that I thought stood out to me here. He did talk about some of the young guys, and he talked about Denny Avdia and his uh, summer league, what's going on with that, because I did talk about Denny yesterday. So I do want to get to a quick um, quote on what he's looking from Denny this season. So someone asked him about Denny Avdia's playmaking ability and how much will he have the ball when everyone comes back, such as Kyle Kuzma or, or Chris Hatz for Zingas and also – uh, whenever Bradley Bill comes back, when they have a full roster next season. And uh, I thought that was a valid question. That's the same question that I had for Denny as well. He says, Denny can carve out his minutes with production. His left hand has more fingerprints on it than his right hand, which is true, just poking a, poking a joke at uh, Denny, a.k.a. Big Dreidel. He does have to work on his left hand. He said he never uses his left, quoted, DHO's dribble handoffs, <clears throat> and, use a, and can use him, use Denny as a secondary playmaker. He saw him bring the ball up a lot to initiate the offense. So that was good news for me. Also, he did say that Denny will be playing in the Israeli league this over, over the summer. <clears throat> Most likely he will not be playing in the summer league. He'll be playing over in Israel. Um, and he loves, he said he loves um, when guys go overseas and play for the country. It's a big fanfare event. And he encourages Denny to go do that. So most likely he will not be playing in the summer league. But that is some good you know, competition for Denny to play over there, play for his country. And like I said before, um, this is a this is a huge offseason for Denny. I'm happy to see him be available to play um, and not worry about injuries or anything like that. Or, you know, like I said, in 2020, he had to deal with the virus restrictions and whatnot. So this is this will be a real uh, this will be Denny's real first offseason, not coming off an injury. You know, he played all 82 games. So I'm excited for him on that. Um, also, a quick nugget here. Uh, someone asked him about Corey Kisper playing in the summer league. Uh, he says most likely no, but he will be in camp at summer league. Actually, he didn't. He didn't definitively get a, give an answer. What he was quoted to say, he wants to give other guys an equal uh, an opportunity to play, such as Jordan Shackle, guys that are on two way contracts and Exhibit Tens uh, contracts. Because if Corey Kisper is there, you know a lot of guys will probably be like, oh no, I don't want to play for the summer league team because I won't get an opportunity because Corey Kisper is going to get a lot of shots. 
So that was that on Corey and um, and also Denny talking about those guys play. Um, so, yeah, we can get to Bradley Bill here really quickly. I do want to pull up a couple of quotes. <clears throat> he also talked about Wes Unsell Jr. on how Wes uh, weathered the storm and made adjustments over the summer, over this year, uh, dealing with a lot of adversity. He, he committed Wes Unsell Jr. in his first season, his rookie season, um, just saying that he learned how to communicate with guys instead of watching film that he wanted to, you know, Wes had to connect with guys and uh, build a relationship. So that's a lot that Wes had to learn there. You know, we had a lot of adversity this year with, you know, things going on in the locker room and, you know, the whole Davies Bertans and, and Denny Avdia altercation and KCP and Montrez altercation. There was just a lot of guys and a lot of, a lot of playing time that he had to distribute out. So it was tough for a first year head coach. Um, he talked about how Wes handled clutch moments. The Wizards were, uh, pretty solid in, in games that were decided by five points or less. So that is one thing that Wes did a solid job on. But um, I thought, you know, Wes definitely needs to work on some adjustments and some rotations here. Um, you know, Porzingis and Gafford, you know, I think he needs to play them more next season. I thought he waited a little too late on that. And then also, you know, Neto, I think he he had Neto in the lineup just a little too long towards the end of the season as well. And then he inserted Sato finally into the lineup as a starter. And he Sato just came and initiated the offense. He's a pass first point guard, and that's just what the Wizards needed. And that's what Tommy Shepard is really, really looking for right now. All right. Um, he also talked about how Rui got better from the three-point line. He said he improved. He commended him from, you know, a guy coming back and missing training camp. That was huge for him as well. And he shot the three-point ball very, very well. So let's get to some Bradley Bill quotes here that's the hot topic here you know july 1st is when he can make a decision on uh whether he's going to come back for free agency or go to a different team um this is a quote from tommy shepherd here he says i feel every indication he's given me is that he talking about bradley bill quote i feel every indication he's given me is that he wants to be here moving forward i stick to the 10 years of confidence i have in the relationship we've had it's a lot of time a lot of equity and a lot of conversations I feel that we've shown this is a place we can build around him. I think he's shown to the community here that when he's healthy, he's one of the best players at his position. Those are hard to come by, end quote, Shepard said. Also went on to say that I see stuff about Bradley and I kind of wonder, my goodness, are we talking about the same player? He's a special player, one of the best at his position in the NBA. It's not a revenge tour or anything like that, but he wants to reassert that, hey, I'm one of the top players in the league, end quote, from topics from Tommy Shepard. <clears throat> So that tells me that um, he, he is reading Twitter. He is reading social media about what people have said about Bradley Bill. And, um, you know, some of the things, you know, a lot of Wizards Twitter and Wizards social media, they have been skeptical. Fans have been skeptical about bringing Bradley Bill back. But Tommy Shepard, he feels that, you know, he has he's built a relationship over 10 years to bring Bradley Bill back. And that's the decision that they want to make. You know, we already know that Bradley Bill is – playing the assistant GM role. We saw him on the post-game interview on NBC Sports Washington saying that he wants taller guards and, you know, he wants dogs on the wings and different requests like that. So, you know, Tommy Shepard feels very comfortable. And Bradley Bill has 200 and what, $52 million, 252 million reasons why to resign with the Washington Wizards. But you do have to understand in that, in the back of your mind that, hey, there are going to be other teams that are going to be um, making pitches or selling to Bradley Bill. So you got to keep that in the back of your mind with, with, with Tommy Shepard is that other teams are going to be pitching to Bradley Bill and they are going to have 
<clears throat> excuse me, better teams and better opportunities to make the playoffs, such as the Miami Heat or the Philadelphia Sixers. So, but Tommy Shepard has made his mind up that he wants to build around Bradley Bill and uh, Chris Porzingis. You know, Bradley Bill is is him as a number one. That's just the question you have to ask yourself. Um, is Bradley Bill a number one on a championship contender? No, he's not. Can you build a team around him? And what's the ceiling around the team? So those are the questions going forward. Do you want to allocate 35% of the salary cap to Bradley Bill, who is not a number one option on a championship team, on a contender? Realistically, he's not. And maybe that's your ceiling. It is a sixth seed in the East. And, you know, what point guard can you get paying Bradley Bill that money? And how can you build a team around Bradley Bill after paying him that contract? So those are the questions that you do have to ask yourself as the GM. So he also says, with the way that the calendar, NBA calendar is set up, we can't do anything earlier than July 1st. I can just go off of 10 years of a relationship with Bradley Bill. I think he feels comfortable comfortable here. We certainly feel comfortable, comfortable with him here. It's a good fit. So he feels super, super comfortable with Bradley Bill as well. He says, sad, he says and this is another quote as well, sat with Bradley Bill yesterday. In his extra interview-wise, he's really excited about the opportunity here in D.C. to get better. And what we've done is his decision in July, but I feel comfortable that this is the place for him, and I think he's excited about being back here. This summer for him is not a revenge tour or anything like that. I think he wants to reassert himself. I did read that earlier. So um, that's just, once again, reiterating how comfortable Tommy Shepard and Bradley Bill feel together. So time will tell. July 1st is is, is a huge day for the Washington Wizards It's a huge day for the Washington Wizards. So we will see about that. I do want to check if there's any more quotes I wanted to get to. Oh, of course, um, he was asked about a Kyle Kuzma extension. Um, and he said he just can't answer anything about that until July 1st. Um, then he asked, it was Neil DeLaw from Hoop District. He said, are you his agent or something? Just joking around. And, then, um, you know, just poking a little fun about that. So um, that was funny right there. Um, but, yeah, so let's get to the – Playing games, uh, we'll talk about the Spurs and how it affects us, if they can win those last two games, and then we'll talk about the uh, mock John Wall trades. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 glasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try. If you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus 10 mils are donated to fight hunger in America. When you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, so let's get to these playing games here. So right now, I'm actually watching the game right now. It's the Charlotte Hornets versus the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks are winning 63 to 54. Um, before that game, I, I predicted the Hawks to win. Last night, I was wrong about the Nets and the Cavs. The Nets won that game. I don't know why. I picked the Cavs to win that game. Uh, the Nets didn't win that one. But let's look at the lottery odds and the Spurs here real quick. So they do play the Pelicans tonight. Um, if the Wizards stay at 10, they will have a 3% chance at picking first overall and 13.9% odds of landing in the top four if they stay at 10. And then if we move to – we get a 20% chance to move, in the, to move into the top four. So that would be great for us. I mean, we could get a guy like a Jaden Ivey. I would just be very happy with, with that if he did move down to the fourth spot. I think that would be a dream for me. Um, I would take any guy, Jabari Smith, Paola Bencaro. Also, um, Chet Holgram, I think any of those guys would be a home run for the Washington Wizards. I'd be very ecstatic. But um, the <clears throat> excuse me, the Spurs, they play the Pelicans tonight. If they can win both those games to get into that eighth seed, the Wizards would move up into the ninth spot. So that would be huge for the Washington Wizards. Now, all right, before we do wrap up here, so let's get to this John Wall mock trade. So personally, I don't think we really have I, I don't think John Wall coming back is really I know Dave Aldridge reported it uh from the athletic, but I would not get my hopes up for that. Um, you know, we, we've seen it before. We've seen John Wall and Bradley Bill before. We saw how far they went. They went to the second round and that was the best that they were able to do. And with the East just being so stacked as it is right now, I just don't see them being better than the Bucks, the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia Sixers, the Brooklyn Nets, to name a few. Um, I, I just don't see them being better than those teams. Now, this is the proposed trade. Uh, and this, this is just this is a phony trade. This is just for kicks and goos here. Um, John Wall. The Wizards received John Wall in a 2023 first-round pick. The Houston Rockets will receive Kristaps Porzingis and Rui Hachimura. So this, this is just ridiculous. I'm not giving up Rui and Kristaps for John Wall on a $47 million contract. That's That's one. That's one thing. We would go back to what we were in 2020 or 2019, the same situation where we're paying Brad. Now we would be paying Brad the five-year 242 or $252 million max, super max, and then we'd be paying John Wall $47 million just for us to have a ceiling of a succeed. So that would just be ridiculous on that part. I think they were just looking through Rockets colored lenses, glasses, just to help the Rockets out and help out Jalen Green and help out um, some of their young guys really to develop, and they weren't looking at it from the wizard side, but that was just a um, funny mock trade. So I'll probably do mock trade Wednesday every week uh, and see what they got going on for Washington Wizards. So, um, but yeah, I just want you guys to just let me know what you guys thought about the quotes from Tommy Shepard, which, which one stood out from you as well. Um, and uh, just let me know what you guys think about those quotes and what you interpret about. It's quotes about Bradley Bill as well. So um, it's going to be a fun offseason. And uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening, making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with inside analysis affecting all 30 teams. All right, you guys, make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards and hit the notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.